Well, good morning, Radiant Life family and those watching online for the first time. My name is Ryan. I'm our lead pastor. And this morning, you have decided to tune in to a great time because we are launching a brand new teaching series called Into the Unknown. And what crazy times we're living into right now, right? I mean, I have never lived into a season of my short 37 years on planet Earth like we are encountering right now. There is some extreme emotions that we're facing, and it's just crazy. I never thought in my lifetime I would go into a grocery store and see empty shelves. I never thought in my lifetime I would see people just ration and just go after and hoard toilet paper. I never imagined that we would be in that place. We are in a a weird and strange season right now where there's something called an elbow bump now. Like that, what is that? We have that now. And how strange of, of for us who are absolute sports fans to have major league um, and professional sports leagues cancel or postpone their seasons. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of watching cornhole tournaments on ESPN. Like, I need something else by this time. But uh, we're in a crazy, weird season of life right now. And um, we know that this season will pass at some point. But the amazing thing is it's what's on the other side of this season. And that's why we've titled this series Into the Unknown because we don't know what it looks like fully. We don't. and And I know you probably have some extreme emotions during this time. Maybe some anger, maybe some bitterness, maybe maybe some fear. And I want you to know that when you get into uncharted territory and your life seems like it flipped upside down in a flash like that, That perhaps those raging emotions are coming so just to the surface right now. I want to ask a question while we kick off this brand new series. I want to ask this question. I I want you to just not sit in it too long, but just, just think briefly. What emotions are you feeling right now? I mean, maybe perhaps some of you are like um, fear, worry, anxiety, Uh, Ryan, I have stress out the wazoo. I'm sick of isolation. Ryan, my physical love or my love language is physical touch. I just need to hug some people, right? And you, maybe you got bitterness and unforgiveness. Who knows? But we've got emotions all over the map and extremes. But know that this is a season. This too shall pass. We will enter into an unknown, a new normal not knowing exactly what that looks like. But before we jump in, I want us us to just bow our heads and let's pray as we jump in to this brand new teaching series. Um, And then we're going to dive in and look at what the Bible says about what Jesus and some of his best friends got into that's really going to apply for today. But uh, will you pray with me before we jump into God's word? Heavenly Father, would you just give us the posture of, of stillness? Heavenly Father, will you give us the posture of a spirit that is willing to listen to your spirit? Would you give us the posture of an open heart? And Father, would you open our mind as well? God, we know you'll meet us right where we're at. And that's what we ask for this morning. And we pray also, God, 
that all sports will resume quickly because TV is boring. Amen. All right. Well, hey, if you've got your Bible, your tablet, or phone, uh, jump into the New Testament. It is in the book of Mark, chapter 4, verse 35 through 41 is kind of where we're going to land. And this is setting the entire theme, if you will, for the next two weeks. So this is a three-week series. And we're just super excited to go in and journey with you all in this. But we're going to get an incredible story here that we're going to look at the story and then we're going to pick some three life lessons in the middle of this story. And it is so relatable to what we're going through today. So check out what Mark has to say. Mark chapter 4 verse 35 reads this, this way. On that day, when evening had come, he told them, referring to his 12 disciples, his, his best friends that he's been doing life with, let's cross over to the other side of the sea. So they left the crowd and took him along since he was in the boat, and the other boats were with them. So you got more than one boat. A great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking over the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. And he was in the stern, referring to Jesus, sleeping on the cushion. So they woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to die? And he got up rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And then he said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified, and they asked one another, Who then is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. And here's what I love about this story because I see myself in this story. I'm just trying to follow Jesus and, you know, I want Jesus in my boat. And so I'm trying to journey from point A to point B. Then life happens. A storm gathers and the storm hits and you find yourself in uncharted waters where we find ourselves right now. We were just doing life trying to go to point A to point B and the storm of COVID-19, the pandemic, wham, it hits us and we're scared and we're terrified. But I think there are three life lessons in this brief story as we kick off this new series into the unknown for you and for me this morning. And here's the first one, that as we're going to step into uncharted waters and go into the unknown, this new normal, the first reminder and lesson is this, Jesus was still in their boat. He was still in their Boat. And if you get nothing out of the rest of what I have to say this morning, get this. Jesus promises he will never leave you nor forsake you. He is still with you. He is in your boat at this moment. Even though you feel like you're going through hell right now, he is with you. His presence is behind you and ahead of you, and his presence is to your left and to your right. That the same God of yesterday and today is still with you. He's with you. He's still in the boat. And yes, the storm hit the disciples. But Jesus was still right there in their boat. Still right there. And what's amazing about this story is I imagine the rain came first in a storm. The rain hits. The same rain that was hitting the disciples was the same rain that would have been hitting Jesus. And the same waves that were crashing the boat of the disciples that terrified the disciples were the same waves that were crashing against Jesus. Jesus was still in their boat. 
And I'm just curious, as for many of us, I know we want to run away and say, Jesus, where are you? You just got to be reminded with, be reminded this morning that Jesus is with you right now. As he was before all this hit, as he is now, and as you go into the unknown, Jesus is still in your boat. He's still in your boat. Jesus is still in your boat when you look at the stock market and get a little scared right now. Jesus is still in your boat when you look at your finances and you don't know if you're the next person to be laid off or not at your job. Jesus is still in your boat whether you know you can pay that next mortgage or not. And Jesus is still in your boat knowing that my family may be in upheaval and I don't know how to do homeschool right now with my kids. It's driving me crazy. He's still in your boat. He's still in your boat. And what's something cool that during this three-week series that we're launching into the unknown, we're inviting the church to go on a journey. For the next 21 days, we are launching tomorrow at, or at 8 on Facebook Live, 21 days of prayer. It's 21 days of prayer and fasting that we're calling Radiant Life to jump on board and do together as a family. Now, I know some of you may say, Ryan, we just did this 21 days of prayer back in January when we kicked off the new year. You're right, we did. We were actually planning on doing 21 days of prayer in August as soon as we get over the summer slumped or summer slump, but I felt in this moment, this is the time to do it. In the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of our crisis and isolation, why not now? So we're launching this tomorrow. And our at eights each week is gonna be uh, over a theme. And so what we're asking the church to do is journey with us each and every day for the next 21 days, be in prayer. Not just prayer, but we're asking you, church, to fast also. Now let me explain a fast. What a fast does is it's breaking the ties of the world. And so for many of you, you may say, I've never fasted before in my life. And now's a good time. I'm going to ask if you have never fasted before, I would highly encourage, don't try to fast all 21 days. You're going to crash and burn, baby, crash and burn. Maybe just a week. Maybe just go for seven days and say, you know what? What am I going to break my tie to the earth so I can focus on spiritual things? Maybe for you it's fast breakfast. And when those hunger pains come, that's when you're in your prayer closet and you're dropping to your knees and praying right then and there because, God, man, I got this tied to this breakfast food and I'm fasting that so I can just be in your presence and be praying right now. Maybe for others, you can fast uh, lunch. You can fast dinner. But choose a certain time length that you're gonna fast for the 21 days of prayer. And I'm gonna encourage you, if you've, if you've never fasted before, do a short, do maybe seven days Give it a trial run first. But if you have fasted, I'm going to encourage you to do all 21 days. Give up something. And I want I, to encourage the church. What we see in the Bible, what God teaches us, it's, it's a fast of food. There is other fasts that you can partake of. You can fast from all social media for 21 days. Some of you right now, you need to get that stuff out of your head. There's bad news all over the place. You just need to get that out of your head. Some of us, we need to fast because all we're doing is crit criticizing our government instead of praying for our government. I know that may be touchy, but we have. I'm just curious if Jesus actually looked at our Facebook page, does it really reflect him? I'm going to ask you. Church, let's be the church. 
Let's not just give mouthpiece on Sunday morning and worship God. Let's make it a 24-7 lifestyle that we are followers of Jesus. And we're going to take this thing seriously. And by golly, I don't care if you're on the right or left in politics. I don't care if you're for our government or against our government. We ought to be on our knees praying for our government. Yeah, I realize this all stinks. It stinks for every one of us, whether you're on this side or this side of the aisle. Let's pray for Governor Whitmer. Let's pray for President Donald Trump. I don't care if you voted for him or not. Let's be a church of praying people that we're praying for him. 21 days of prayer and fast. They need it. They need wisdom to make decisions, just like you and I need daily wisdom. Oh, God forbid. Some of us need a lot of wisdom, right? We know I need a lot of wisdom when I'm parenting. Oh, my goodness. God bless me with three wonderful children, but I wish they were born with manuals. 21 days of prayer. We're asking as a church, let's journey together starting on Monday, starting tomorrow. And then in the midst of it, be looking at social media because our social media posts will reflect the prayer focus of that day. So let's do this together. So I'm going to ask a question, and I'm going to let it sit for about 10 seconds. And here's the question. What can you do daily to experience Jesus in your boat. For some of you, it may be, I gotta get off of Facebook. I gotta stop scrolling the newsfeed because it's not doing anything good up here. All I'm experiencing is anxiety and worry and fear, and it's not giving me closer to Jesus. I, maybe that's for you daily. Maybe for some of us, it's a time to renew our mind and actually start quiet times and get into God's word and ramp up our prayer life. So I'm gonna give you 10 seconds right now in your home, in your car, wherever you're watching to answer this question. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. What can you do daily to experience Jesus in your boat? So remember, Jesus was still in their boat in the middle of these uncharted waters as the waves were crashing against them, and he's still in your boat. Here's here's lesson number two from this story, that Jesus is still in control. He was still in control. I love what the disciples do in this moment, right? They're, They're kind of freaking out. Here in verse 38, check this out. It says, he was in the stern, Jesus, and what was Jesus doing? He's sleeping. (laughs) He's sleeping in the middle of the storm, sleeping on the cushion. I'm glad he had something soft to sleep on. So they woke with an E, him, and said to him, Teacher, don't you care? We're going to die. Can I just tell you? Jesus wasn't stressed out about the storm. He wasn't stressed out about the storm because Jesus was still in control. It looks like Jesus, don't you care? Can I remind you that a blood-stained cross tells you that Jesus cares? He cares. And in Colossians chapter 1, we're told that Jesus, Jesus is the firstborn of all creation. In other words, that's fancy theological talk to let us know that God is, Jesus is the boss of the universe. He holds the universe in one hand and he holds your life in the other. He's holding your family right now through the middle of this. He's holding your wealth. He's holding your health. He's holding your family and your job, your career. He's holding it all. He is still in control. I'm wondering if some of us may realize we might be slightly like control a little too much. 
because maybe our reaction is, teacher, don't you care we're going to die? Because we really stress out when we're not in control. And we got to be reminded that we were never in control. Jesus was always in control. And he's still in our boat. I love verse 35. On that day when evening had come, watch this, this is the beginning of the story. Look what actually Jesus tells the disciples before the storm came. He gives them their destination. Let's cross over to the other side of the sea. Jesus gave them the destination. We're going there and we're going to get there. Jesus did not say, hey guys, let's get out to the middle of the Sea of Galilee. Let's drown. It's going to be a great day. He says, no. Before the storm come, I want to remember, remind you, I'm in control. We're going to get over to that other side. We're, we're, we'll get there. But the storm came and threw him off. we got to be reminded that Jesus is still in control, even though it feels like, God, where are you in the middle of all of this? He's still there. He's still the alpha and the uh, omega. He's the beginning and the end, and he is still king, and the king is still on his throne. He's still in control. So I want to ask you this question and give you about 10 seconds to ponder this as well. What is the one thing you need to, to, to declare Jesus' control over? Maybe in your life. It's God, I, I realize <laughs> I love control too much. I have to give you my will and my control over so you can actually control. God, I've been trying to dictate my family a little too much because I'm trying to protect them, and, and which is honorable. But God, I'm, I'm stressing myself out, and i got to trust in you with my family. God, you got to take control. God, I'm trying to work my job here and there, and I don't know what's happening, and I'm stressing out, and I'm freaking out just going to the grocery store right now. God, i got to give you my worry and my fear. God, you got to control so take 10 seconds right now and let Holy Spirit touch your heart and answer this question. What's the one thing you need to declare Jesus' control over? So two lessons so far. Jesus was still in their boat in the middle of the storm. He's still in your boat. And in the middle of the storm, he was still in control, and he's still in control today. And here's the third and final lesson from this story. Jesus is still up to something good. He's still up to something good. He <laughs> Technology has been incredible that we're able to do what we're able to do here at Radiant Life. And I'm telling you, we're reaching thousands more people than what we could do just in the brick and mortar of everyday life on Sunday morning, what we've been doing. Jesus is still up to something good. He's up to something good. And Jesus in this story was reminding the disciples of who he was. Hey guys, you forgot who I am. And in the middle of the storm, I, I, I actually love the disciples, right? They're, they're trying to wake up Jesus in the middle of the storm. Jesus isn't stressing out because he's in control. 
And I love in the middle of the storm. I, I, I like to play and jump into the story a little bit. And I wonder if the disciples are like, hey, you wake him up. You wake Jesus up. I'm not waking. Hey, Peter, Peter, you always blurt out things. You go wake him up. And I'm sure, I wonder if Peter was like, dude, last week he called me the devil. I'm not waking him up. Or hey, hey, um, Thomas, why don't you go wake him up? I imagine Thomas sitting there going, no, nah, I, I, I doubt he would actually wake up. Or perhaps they said, Judas, you be the one. And Judas says, guys, he's been giving me weird looks lately. I don't think it should be me. But I wondered what was going on in the disciples' head as they are determining who's the one to go wake up Jesus. But they did. They woke him up. In verse 39, he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, and this is the title of my message, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Creation calmed. Can I encourage you? The season that we're in is uncharted waters. We're in uncharted waters. We're headed into an unknown. Don't let this season make you forget that Jesus is still the same today as he was back then. He's still the same today as he was March 8th, which was the last time we gathered in this building together. He's still the same. Jesus is still king. Jesus is still on his throne. He's still ruling. The same Jesus that spoke a word over creation and created it. The same Jesus that parted the Red Seas and built walls of water so Moses and the Israelites could go through a highway through the water. The same Jesus that shut the lion's mouth. The same Jesus that healed the sick, raised the dead. The same Jesus that conquered death and the Holy Spirit came and birthed the church and saved maybe your crazy life. That Jesus is still in control. It's still in control. And we're going into an unknown, uncharted waters for all of us. Uncharted but the beauty of what Jesus says to the disciples, he says, where's your faith? Where's your faith? And I sat there in that question and realized something. Faith grows best in uncharted waters. Because I think the familiar can cause us to stay stagnant in our faith. And uncharted waters causes our faith to stretch, to trust in Jesus. And we'll realize that Jesus, you're up to something good. This didn't happen to us, this happened for us, church. So as I close, I have a prayer for us. I want us all to say it. I want you to say it wherever you are this morning watching this. Here's the prayer. I'm going to read it, and then we're going to read it together. It says, Jesus, we declare that you are still in our boat. Jesus, we declare that you are still in control. And Jesus, we declare that you are still up to something good. We trust you, O oh God of this universe, powerful enough to proclaim peace, be still. So wherever you are, can we say this, friends, 
church family, visitors online for the first time, let's say this together as we close. Let's say it together. Jesus, we declare that you are still in our boat. Jesus, we declare that you still are in control. And Jesus, we declare that you are still up to something good. We trust you, O God of the universe, powerful enough to proclaim, peace be still. Amen and amen.